trail British Columbia have a battering style of play. Mammon Bushy, first BCHL goal, and overtime winner! Couple of huge saves by Logan Ternesta. Right here's Ozark, Ozar, great play, Ozark scores! The only prescription is a ball. Goal line, longer back, wait, backdoor, Hunter scores! Score! Welcome to The Smoke Show with your hosts, Ben Phillips and Rob Squires. Back for another episode of The Smoke Show Podcast. Ben Phillips with Rob Squires. And the latest episode here of The Smoke Show Podcast, powered by Kaskar Kierk, talking... Uh, Smoke Eaters win streak coming to an end as they close out 2022. We're looking to get that win streak going again uh, as they hit the road for a busy month of January. Uh, we'll talk that. The All-Star uh, festivities taking place as well in the month of January. And, of course, uh, BCHL trade deadline January 10th. We'll see if there's any other moves uh, to be made. But just an extra extra tidbit just to keep an eye on here as we go into the month of January. Bring in... Rob Squires for this one. Rob, how's it going? It's going good. Going good after a uh, interesting New Year's, uh, pre-New Year's and New Year's Eve games. But uh, yeah, looking forward to 2023 and the Smoke Eaters uh, going on a bit of a run here, hopefully, and uh, lining things up uh, for the playoffs. Well, that's uh, we talked with Adam Parsons. He's today's guest on the podcast and talking with him. Uh, the feeling it, it is exactly what you say there. Going on a bit of a run here. Uh, to start 2023 and you look at the schedule and a lot of uh, very winnable games for the Smoke Eaters. Uh, so definitely some tough battles every night in the, in the BCHL, the tough battle. And we know that uh, just by how close the, the interior conference standings are. But we'll talk on uh, the, the last two games here against the Bucks that snapped the Smoke Eaters win streak. The Bucks extending theirs all the way to nine games now. Um, you know, I thought a very close game on Friday night here at home in front of a great crowd. Uh, we should should mention as well. But, you know, I talked to Tim and, and said it. You make two mistakes in a hockey game. Generally, generally, that's enough to win a hockey. And if you can get through with only making two mistakes, you, you want to hold that game pretty high. Uh, but against the Bucks, those two mistakes ended up in the back of their net. Yeah, well, and we've, we've talked about this numerous times of how opportunistic the Bucks are. But that comes from their their patience that comes from their structure that comes from the way that we've seen them play 30 games this season and only lose eight. Um, this is a team that has played extremely well um, and gotten good goaltending and they just, they just sit there and they, they play a, a, such a structured game. We saw so many block shots. We saw uh, so many, you know, great defensive efforts by the bucks to be able to limit scoring opportunities by the smoke eaters. And it's just, as soon as they get an opportunity and they get, they pounce on a, on a misplay, um, they make the most of it, and it's it's not one or two guys necessarily right now, you know, doing all the scoring for them. They're getting contributions throughout the lineup, and um, it's they're a dangerous team. They're a team that you know, other than Penticton, are arguably the best team in, in one of the best teams in the league. And you know, you look at goals for and goals against and differentials. They're they're right there with the top two, three, four teams in the league, and definitely not a team that you're going to want to be. Uh, you know, going up against in that first round of the playoffs, especially with uh, with a home 
a home ice advantage that Cranbrook gets in, in a big arena and a big crowd that comes out to support them. So, um, you know, it's, it's a game that, you know, you mentioned it uh, in the opening there that we had a great, uh, great crowd at, at Kaminko and um, that was fantastic to see everybody coming out for, for one of the few home games we have here for a little while and, and the energy that was in that building. And just unfortunately, like you say a couple of mistakes and, and the Bucks find the back of the net on them and then add an empty netter, but um, just a, a great atmosphere there in the arena up until uh, things didn't go our way. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you sum it down in the way the Bucks play and statistically, like you said, they're the, they're the second best defensive team in the league behind Penticton right now. Um, and they showed that they played a, a perfect road game on Friday and they executed that again with a, with a hot start on Saturday. Um, again, capitalizing on some errors uh, that the Smoke Eaters make. Credit to the Smokers who, who didn't give up in that game and really pushed in the third period, but some penalty trouble uh, really killed some of their time in, in trying to get back into that hockey game. Um, and it was a very similar script again on 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 Saturday night for the Bucks, who opportunistic, well structured, um, didn't give up a whole lot, and you know we're blocking shots again. And, and I don't know if I shared the stat with you, but you know I was talking with with Tim about it from Friday night's game in, into Saturday. There were more block shots that the Bucks were credited with than the Smokers had on target. And yet that trend continued into Saturday. And that that's not surprising. You you see their commitment to defense. You see them, you know, collapsing in front of the net. And it's not two or three guys. It's all five guys on the ice that are in that box that are putting their body on the line and making things extremely difficult to get pucks through. And, you know, let's re, let's not forget that, you know, the Bucks win both these games with their backup goaltender in who played extremely well, picking up a yep. shutout, you know, played well the following night. Again, both nights didn't have to be spectacular because of that defensive effort that the Bucks put out in front of them. So uh, both goaltenders, they're very uh, spoiled, let's call it, in the uh, commitment to defense and block shots and putting the body on the line that the Bucks do. And, um, you know, you, you talk about getting similarities between the two. You know, the first couple of minutes in the games the, at, at Kaminko, the Smoke Eaters, you know, get their feet moving. They're on top of things. They get some opportunities. They don't break through. You flip it to the next night and boom, two quick opportunities. The first two minutes of the game and the Bucks do take off. Uh, take advantage of those opportunities and they're up to nothing under two minutes to go in or to uh, into the opening of that game. So um, it's just, <laughs> it's a team that we know exactly what we see. We've seen them so often and we see exactly how they play. And that has not changed even with personnel lineup changes. And it's just a very difficult team to play against um, and, and to maintain your own structure and your own patience to play against. So um, yeah, I, I know we don't play them for a little while now, so that's a bonus. Um, but definitely, uh, there's a couple more games on the schedule that we have to kind of look forward to and, and be prepared to, to change. And, uh, you know, just like the Penticton games, you know, we see the style of play and be prepared for that style of play and be able to play within yourselves during those games. Well, yeah, the next time in the last two times this year that we will see, uh, the box is a, another home and home series, January or February, February 10th and 11th. Uh, and that'll be the final two games of the year in the season series. And I know, you know, maybe more so us as, as the fans, the broadcasters, media type, uh, you know, have that one circled as, you know, the one where, you know, Smokers can finally crack that trend, um, and, you know, maybe that curse, like if you, if you want to call it that, um, of the Cranbrook Bucks right now, who have had the Smoke Eaters number all the way through, uh, you know, 2022. And um, now I think... It's up to nine straight games that the Bucks have won against the Smoke Eaters, um, dating all the way back to October, November of, of last season. 
that they've uh, they've been able to come out on the on the right side of, of the scoreline. So, um, so have that one circled again. And, you know, the Kootenai rivalry will, will, will fire it up again. And again, who knows what we'll see um, at that point. Will the Smokers be riding another win streak uh, as they go into that one? We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, as they, But again, a lot of hockey in the month of January to be played first. Well, absolutely. And, you know, when I look at the schedule, I, you know, I try to break, obviously the the guys on the ice and the coaches, they're looking game by game. But, you know, when I start looking at how this, how the next few, you know, the next month or the next chunk of games plays out, you know, that Cranbrook games, I, I, I look at those two, that home and home series against a team that builds a rivalry that creates animosity, that is a top team in the interior division. You know, that's at the tail end of a, big stretch of games here for the smoke eaters that, you know, it kind of breaks that schedule down a little bit. You see, you know, who they've got coming up and the, the, the teams, every team that they're playing minus the, uh, the one against Langley are teams that are just above them in the standings and teams that you've yep. got a battle here in the interior. And then you come back to this Cranbrook rivalry back to back once again, which is, is it's great, but it, I think that breaks the schedule up and you, you know, then you look at the final chunk of the season from there too. So I'm looking at that as kind of the midway point of what's left of the season. And we'll be looking towards, you know, how the smoke eaters can come out between now and, and that, that back-to-back series against the bucks again. Oh yeah. Like you, you, you know, and you set it up perfectly there as we kind of move into talking about the upcoming games of, they're all against opponents. You look at Prince Store, that three game set at the end of the month is going to be a huge set um, as, you know, these two teams battle for a position in the interior conference. Uh, you look at Penticton, Sam on arm. Are they going to catch Penticton? Probably not. But the following night, that's, that's, and that's another big weekend where the Smokers, they have to play at home on a Friday against Penticton, and they got to get up early and drive to Sam arm the next day, um, you know. And you're, you know they're going to be up to play Penticton. You know they're going to put a lot on the line in that one, knowing how close they came in the last meeting between these two teams, knowing that they can get out on the on the right side of that one. You know, Ethan Mann will probably have an extra step in his game that night. Lone home game of the month. You're going to want to be um, on your best in, in the, your one showing here in January. And then you got to go play Salmon Arm. you got to travel there. Like you yeah, said, well- big interior division and, and that's most of the games the rest of the way down and how close it is. Well, you start looking at, you know, you look at the standings, obviously top eight teams make the playoffs. You look at Penticton, you know, unless the bucks continue to just to go on a tear and Penticton drops a few here and there should finish first in the interior. So you're looking at the bucks being the best of the best of the rest right now. And, you know, if you're a smoke eaters fan, I'm looking at the, at, you know, where you want to fit into that. Obviously, you want to get a home ice advantage. You got to get up into third or fourth. But yep. realistically, you know, you want to finish in that third to six. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? You're not wanting to take on Penticton by final, finishing up in that eight spot. And right now, the Bucks, the way that they're playing, you really wanted your best to stay away from them. So, yep. you know, you're looking at West K, PG, Salmon Arm, and Vernon. And then you look at the calendar and it's like, oh, that's who we're playing in the next chunk of games. <laughs> so it lines up extremely well. And, um, you know, when I look at those, that chunk of games here in January, I look at, you know, you go on the road this weekend, West K and, and Langley, you know, West Kelowna scoring a lot of goals, but letting up a ton of goals. So, you know, a strong effort there and an opportunity to, to hopefully get some points out of that game. Langley continuing to struggle here on the season. So, you know, you got to hope that, you know, there's a good chance to picking up the win there to set yourself up for what I call the wild card game here in the month at Penticton, because, you, you know, you just never know what's going to happen in there. The hype will be big and we'll see what the game plays out. But then you have a, you go 
that tough trip now back up to Salmon Arm, as you just alluded to, after coming off an emotional game against Penticton, no matter what happens, and then go spend a, a better part of a, a, almost a better part of a week in Prince George for, yeah. for a three game set for a team that's a, a, above you in the standings as well. So um, this chunk of games in the next two to three weeks is going to be very, very important to set up where the smoke eaters are going to settle here uh, heading into the final month of the month of the season. Well, you set a up West Kelowna's game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you set up West Kelowna a little bit there. And I mean, their last game was uh, a drumming to the Penticton Bees, and you know they're going to be wanting to rebound after that, and they're going to come in against the Smoke Eaters, who have had their number, let's say, for the first two games. I think the Smokers have played really, really good hockey against the Warriors uh, so far, and in some games that have gotten to a little bit of a shootout in in that sense of uh, some goals being scored and maybe some errors on either side. But I would say, if you were to con- compare those two games, they're two very good games from a Smokers perspective. Um, over the Warriors, and they'll look to want to, you know, kick the win, kick off another win streak. Like I said, two very winnable games, but again against a team that's just right there above them in the standings, and a huge uh, opportunity for the Smokers. Yeah, and I think as I mentioned that, you know, a team that's in third in the interior right now, it's sixteen and ten are the are the Warriors, and you know when I look there, the the, the I don't want to say necessarily the biggest weakness, but you know they got all of their goaltenders are under a 900 save percentage. So there is an opportunity there to, to, to score and to get pucks behind them. Obviously defense has been a bit of a struggle there. You know, they are doing a little better goals against than the smoke eaters are right now with, you know, I think smoke eaters got what six more goals against, but you know, Kelowna, West Kelowna is the third ranked team in the, in the conference right now and, and have let up a lot of goals, a lot more than the two teams above them and more than the two teams below them. So mm-hmm. um, they're definitely a team that, you know, if they can find a way to score some goals, there is an opportunity there. And, you know, if they continue to play, you know, let's face it against the Bucks, they did play a strong defensive game. They didn't give up a ton of goals. Um, they didn't give up a ton of offensive opportunities. And and we're right there with one of the best teams in the league right to the end in both of those games. So continuing to play that way and continue to limit the, the, the you know, the turnovers and, and a couple of the mistakes. And, and that should be a game that they have a real good chance of, of winning. Well, before we, uh, or well, I guess we've already really jumped into West Kelowna, but before we kind of preview a little bit more about West Kelowna and the Langley Rivermen uh, in the upcoming weekend, we will step aside and hear from the one man on the all-star line for the smoke heaters and you know we think he's an, an all-star uh the way he's played here in his second season in the bchl it's adam parsons here on the smoke show podcast join here on the smoke show podcast with smoke eater forward number 20 adam parsons makes his podcast debut uh, adam thanks for doing this welcome to the show thank you for having me uh let's start uh, on uh Kind of your your thoughts on on the the first half, I guess, of the season as we kind of get into January and into the into the back half, the real grind of the season here. Um, you know, for you, obviously, uh, a a pretty impressive first half to uh, to your second year here in the BCHL. Is kind of where have you ranked it, and, and kind of your thoughts on on how the first half has gone? Yeah, the uh, the first half's been all right so far. I think you know maybe a bit of a slower start in the in the uh, in the first half of that that part of the season, but. Uh, you know, kind of came coming off like a six-game heater there, seven, uh, seven games with uh, points. So you know, obviously, definitely a big improvement from the first half of that to the second half. And uh, I think we're gonna do some damage here, kind of move up the sta- move up the standings in the uh, second half of the season. So yeah. 
what do you think contributed to your guys' success in that, as you say, that, you know, a, a run of games where you get s points in seven straight, you, you know, really climb up the standings and get yourself right into the mix? What do you think, you know, was there a change or was it just guys just, you know, you know some of those younger guys starting to, f to figure out the league a little bit more and, and just everyone kind of, you know, buying into to how, you know, Tim wants you guys to play? Yeah, I think everybody was just kind of starting to settle in a little better, you know, uh, like, people were starting to kind of figure out their roles. Uh, the younger guys were starting to step up. Like, I remember seeing Rhett score two games or two goals in that uh, in two games there that last weekend before the break, right? So people are just kind of, you know, getting used to the pace, getting their confidence behind them, and we're starting to see some really good results. You know, as, as a second-year guy, and, you know, you went through this last year of, you know, figuring out the pace coming out of, out of, out of midget hockey um, into, into, the, into the BCHL, have you kind of talked to those guys or worked with, with you know, you say a guy like, like Red Hamilton who's obviously making that adjustment as well and just the, the ups and downs of, of the rookie season and, and trying to, to work through that and make sure, you know, you don't get too low or too high? Yeah, obviously it's uh, coming in as a rookie, it's never easy, right? Like there's definitely going to be times where you think you could do more and you're not really kind of having the same success as you did in midget, stuff like that, right? So just when I when I talk to those guys, they ever come up and ask me or any conversation comes up, I just try to tell them, you know, don't uh, don't beat yourself up on it. Like obviously, you just need some time to get used to everything. That's kind of what I noticed I need the most. So, yeah, just stuff like that, and really just kind of trying to be there for them. Obviously, don't want to bring them down because the last thing you need is your confidence destroyed. Mm -hmm. um, for you now, you know, as you look at you know last year um, to to where you are this year. You know what? What's changed? You know what did you do in the in the off season? Kind of what was that conversation with yourself at the end of last year, coming into this year as a second year guy? Um, just take take us through that. Uh, yeah, the off season, I I really put my head down and work this year. Um, spent a lot of time working on my skating and a lot of time in the gym trying to get stronger too. For sure, I've noticed a bit of a difference in that as well. But honestly, I just uh, I don't even know how to word it. Um, yeah, just kind of put a lot of time, kind of put that before anything else, everything else. And uh, coming into the year, I wasn't really even, I didn't even think I'd be where I was today. Honestly, I thought I was, I would be happy, you know, kind of like a third line role, kind of work my way up, work my way up the, uh, the lineup kind of as the season went on, something like that. And then, you know, I guess the hard work work paid off a little earlier than I expected in a way. And uh, kind of, yeah, I had a good, good start the first couple of weekends and found myself up a little higher in the lineup than I thought. So, just kind of been trying to stick with that for the rest of the year so far. Well, and you said, you know, and maybe, you know, other people you know, saw it as well, but, you know, maybe not a line that anyone would have thought coming into into the season of seeing, you know, you, Remesong, and Hunter all together, but it's a line that's continually effective, that you guys are continually putting up points, you're continually, you know, the go-to line um, on most nights. How nice is that, f you know, for you as a second-year guy, you know, and you say, too, all that hard work you put in the offseason kind of paying off. Yeah, it's obviously it's great to kind of see, you know, all the work you put in finally, you know, start to pay off, kind of get some results out of that. And yeah, but um, with our line, like I feel it's obviously a great feeling kind of being that line that you can go to, like having somebody that the coach can look down on and be like, yeah, OK, I want him on the ice in these situations. Right. So I see it a lot with me and Remy. We kill a lot. And then, yeah, even like playing five on five now like it's it's awesome kind of having someone with that chemistry playing together with him and then being able to you know kind of accomplish all that because we we were kind of in a bit of a similar spot last year we're both kind of in the bottom six of the on the team last year and so kind of playing with him on the top line this year it's obviously really great right so 
you say going into the second half, you, you you really feel confident about you know the group and, and you know wanting to do some damage here in the in the back half of the season. Um, you know, take what's your your obviously you've got those expectations. Any other expectations you have, kind of for yourself, or um, that you guys as a group are kind of looking to hit here as we as we get into the the final you know three months of the season before the, you know the real season starts. Um, I don't really. Obviously, there's personal goals for myself, but I'm I'm kind of more of a team first guy. Like I'd rather much I'd much rather have see the team have success over myself. So, uh, like at this point in the season, you know it's a grind. Like there's a lot of injury stuff like that. So wherever I am in the lineup, if that changes, I mean I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to do whatever the team needs me to do. And I feel like that mindset for everybody, just you know putting putting the team before yourself is really gonna kind of make us do a lot like get a lot better throughout the season so you, you kind of you know you, you touched on it a little bit there just the, the consistency portion it's been a, a thing that you know Tim talks about a lot throughout the year how have you been able to find that consistency you know with your teammates and you know the team as you said team as a whole team first uh, how have you guys kind of been able to find that consistency over the last little bit um I would say it's just getting into a routine in my opinion like I know uh, over the past couple of years, me, Warner, and Huntsy have all been in the gym consistently, kind of having like a little workout club after practice every day. So just kind of getting into routine, you know, working out or doing whatever you need to get ready for every weekend kind of helps with that consistency part. And yeah. Uh, going into, into this weekend, you know, and, and this month in general, we're going to spend a lot of time on the bus. Um, but Langley, you know, close to home for you. Uh, are you looking forward to that one on Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always good to, you know, play in front of some friends, some family, and my parents always come into town for those games whenever we're down there or close by the lower mainland. So, you know, a bit, bit extra motivation seeing your family in the stands, stuff like that, right? So it's always exciting. Uh, any trip in particular here in the, in the back half that you're looking forward to or, or not looking forward to? Uh, PG will definitely be a grind, <laughs> you know. Uh, we we got three and three there, right? So, but I remember getting home. What was it, 10 a.m. the next morning, yeah. right? So, it's it's always fun though, you know, the road trips with the boys. It's it's always a great time, you know. Mm -hmm. But obviously, the travel starts to get to you a bit. And um, I'd say for my favorite, it would probably be the one coming up, right? Just playing in the lower mainland. You're you're familiar with the rink. You're familiar with yeah. kind of the atmosphere there, right? So it's always pretty exciting. Um, what's the what's kind of your go-to on the bus? Are you a uh, you know sleeper or you you play cards, games? Kind of what's the go-to? Oh, huge sleeper for sure, <laughs> for sure. I'm probably sleeping about seventy-five percent of the time. You know, um, gotta have a pretty big playlist for for bus rides like that or Prince yeah. George or stuff like that. So, been got uh, been getting the country music going most <laughs> of the time. So yeah. So uh, that that's your your choice of music. You prefer the country music? Uh, I'd say that's definitely my favorite at the moment. Yeah, yeah I've been been rocking country for the for the past while. So, uh, you know, Ethan Warner's got a a good rep a good reputation of playing playing music in the in the locker room. He's kind of the, the go to guy. Uh, anyone who you don't want to have the, the the be in charge of music pregame? That's always our fun question. Oh gosh, I mean. Kind of got to throw shots back at Remy here. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I don't. Okay, I gotta stand up for myself here. I don't really think I have that bad of music taste because <laughs> the reason he gave me this, he was telling me after. It's like we were in the car one day, just driving or whatever. I'm not really picky on what kind of music to listen to, 
And he's so we're just he's like, yeah, let's, let's listen to some rap music. I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. I'm playing rap music. You know, never seem to have a problem with it. And then he's like, actually, hey, do you mind if I queue up some songs? So I'm like, sure, whatever. I hand him my phone. He's queuing up songs. And so we get to the queue, like the songs that he starts playing. And then all of a sudden he's starting to complain. It's like, <laughs> come on, like, I don't know why you're calling me out. It's like this is your music. So <laughs> I kind of found that funny, but but yeah, I don't I don't know if. I would say it's probably him if he's complaining about his own music taste, right? So, <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, World Juniors on right now. You've been catching some of that. Absolutely, yeah. It's been exciting to watch. Uh, what's your What's your prediction, kind of going into into the final here? Who? Um, I I would say it's probably gonna be a rematch Canada Czechia, but I I bet you Canada comes out on top here. Got a root, got a root for Canada. So, um, Connor Bedard's uh, you know North fan kid. Did you ever ever get a chance to play against him, uh, growing up at all? Uh, I played against him once. I want to say it was uh, back in Bantam when he played uh, North Vancouver. Um, held him to zero points. Not a big deal, but <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to play with uh, play against him once. So it's obviously a cool experience, kind of playing someone like that. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you talk, you know, you Warner Hunter, uh, all in the in the gym. Uh, who's uh, who's got the record? Who who can outlift who? Oh gosh, I'm not even in that debate to be honest. <laughs> I'm just kind of there. But um, I would probably give it to Hunter. You know, he's he's got a good workout down. He. Uh, I usually get a lot of exercise from him, so stuff he can do in the gym is obviously pretty impressive. He's a big guy, so yeah, I'd say it's probably him. Or uh, Rhett's been joining us a lot too, and <laughs> he's just jacked, right? So he's probably he's probably up there too. I'd say it's between those guys. Uh, favorite memory so far as a smoke eater? Ooh, um, probably it's got to be my first goal for sure. Um, it was uh, what was that? I was we were running a face-off play. Ended up getting the puck down uh, right along the goal line. Uh, faked the goalie out and ended up being a wraparound. Wasn't expecting my first goal to be something like that, but but yeah, that was also that was always obviously really cool. Um, scored on my buddy too, so makes it a little sweeter. And then uh, this Christmas, I ended up giving that stick to uh, my billet brothers. Uh, shout out Thomas and Michael. And so uh, yeah, they were pretty pumped to have that. And uh, yeah, it's obviously a great memory. Perfect. I think that uh, that does it for all the, all the kind of questions and the grilling I, I, I was able to put together for Sounds you. Good. But uh, thanks for thanks for doing this. Thanks for joining me here on, on the podcast and and this week's episode. And you know, looking forward to you know a great second half here, a great month, and uh, you know should be a, should be a fun one. Like you said, for you uh, in Langley here this upcoming weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Parsons for coming up and uh, chatting. Prior to practice here on a on a Tuesday afternoon, and uh, you know a good chat with him. And, and you know you love to hear that from from guys come up and say you know you know, yeah I've got my my personal goals I've got uh, you know things I want to accomplish but you know I can't accomplish them as an individual I need to accomplish them as a team and I'm a team first guy and that um, is something that I think is really as he said too in this last bit of games for the Smoke Eaters, guys have really stepped into that, that team first mentality. And we've, we've seen it in the results. You know, it's, you know, unfortunately, you know, not able to, to, to join you on that interview, but, you know, having listened to it and, and, 
you know, having talked to him in the past, he's, he seems very like a, a humble guy that's, you know, really found his role there on that top line. Um, as even he said, probably didn't project himself as being a guy that would situate himself on the top line coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But he's he's you know, he prepared himself for the season and he came in and he's 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 earned that spot. It's not like he just was given it. And hey, let's try it. You know, he's earned that role. He's put up points. He's been a he's been a very valuable part of that top line, um, being physical, going to the net, creating opportunities, creating turnovers, making room for for Hunter to do his thing out there and and banging the front of the net with Remis. Like he's done extremely well there. And it's great to see someone that, uh, you know, is, as you know, found his way and found his way onto that line and is being able to find ways to contribute on, on a nightly basis. And, you know, it shows to as well, like the, you know, for any young player too, that, you know, you look at yourself where you are one year to where you could be in another year. You just keep with the process, keep working on it. You know, Parsons is a guy who, you know, last year didn't put up a a ton of points. He was a a depth guy, as he said, um, playing farther down the line. He was a penalty killer already in half the, you know, the games this year. He's tripled. He's quadrupled his scoring uh, you know, pace from last year. Last year, 45 games, three goals, three assists, had six points. This year, 30 games, he's got 10 goals, 11 assists, 21 points. I mean, it shows, you know, you know, obviously the development that, that he's had this year and the development, you know, with, with the coaching staff that the Smoke Eaters have. And just, you know, personally too, you know, for young players, just keeping with the process. Well, I think that's something you see, you know, we spend a lot of time going through rosters and looking at players and trying to find backgrounds on players. But, you know, let's be fair. How many times do you go through and you see guys that are having a great season, you know, and you go and like, I don't remember this guy and you go and check and it's his second or his third season. And that's when they really, you know, these guys that come in and it takes a time to adjust and get up to speed and learn the new systems and be able to do things at a much faster pace than maybe what they were used to in their previous season. And it takes a year to really adjust. and there's a lot when guys take that after their first season and are able to go and work on the things that foot speed, the hand speed, making good, you know, puck decisions, good first plays, you know, you know, just increasing hockey IQ and, and being able to, to work on that and come in prepared for that second season. We see it a lot of times where it's in that second and third season where guys really come into their own and really find their way in the league and are actually able to produce. And, you know, Parsons is one of those guys that was able to do that. And, you know, nothing but good things on the horizon as we see right now for him, as he continues to, you know, play hard, he's, you know, working out hard and get, making sure that he's preparing himself to take advantage of the opportunity that's presented for him right now on that top line and, and moving forward here with the smoke eaters. Yeah. And you, you said it perfectly there and just the, the development and you, you love to see it in, in the, the young players that are, um, you know, again, you, you, you don't know where they're going to be and just to see them, see them progress. And, you know, you got to think a guy like, like Adam Parsons and the way that he's playing right now, that a commitment for him is not too far away. Um, if you're, you know, you've got to be looking at, at him and, and the guy that's just, like you said, he works, he works, he's, he's smart on the ice. Um, you know, he's all situations. Uh, and you hope, you know, a command for is coming down the line or down the, down the pipeline for him. Speaking of commitments here, as we kind of jump into our, our, second half and just a, a little bit of a wrap-up too is not a not a ton to talk about in the second half. Uh, Matthew Cabetta-Wa committing to Rochester Institute of Technology. Um, that one uh, doesn't have a, a date on it. So uh, as far as I know, uh, it's it's a, it's one of those ones, I guess they, they say it's, it's an open um, commitment. So the, the chance that he could go next year, um, but 
for the year after, um, obviously for sure in his 20 year old year, 20 year old year. So definitely a potential for, for Kibetawa to return next year for the smoke eaters, but uh huge congratulations to him bringing another commitment to the smoke eaters lineup and another one, you know, deservedly is he uh, he's up in, in leading the team in points right now. I think he's second right now um, on uh, in the team in points. Uh, he's tied for first right now with Hunter at 25 points. And, but they did but, miss a, a point for Hunter on the weekend, which is getting changed. So oh, they, there, was a, there was a few things there that, that I noted when I rewatched that game that was missed. But, well, oh, but I guess but they also missed Capetto's uh, assist. So I guess they will both be tied with 26 points. Yeah, but what's what's what I see is, you know, the points per game, you know, he's, he's just a mm-hmm. little bit ahead there on that points per game, having played a few less games. But more importantly, you know, for a guy that came in and, you know, again, we talked about it just a minute ago with Parsons of finding your position, finding your role. He's come in and he's he's solidified that that second spot, you know, second centerman line right behind Hunter, you know, in the two games against the Bucks, I would argue that that line was by far the most dangerous looking line in both games and created the most opportunities. Um, and I just like the makeup of that with Cabeto Wah. Uh, Marshall and, and Ethan Mann coming in and again took them a few games there to really kind of settle in but they've looked really good as a line here in the last few games and I'm sure it's only a matter of time before they continue to to really take it take it to the next level and and become a, a threat on on every shift out there is you know Cabeto Wa I think easily could have another half dozen goals of the amount of times we saw <laughs> bring pucks off the post and, and it's come so close so uh, definitely there's some, some, some scary offense there still in the reserve that we'll, I'm sure we're going to see, but congratulations to him. Obviously that's what these guys are here for and that's what they're working towards that commitment and great to see him get, uh, make that now and get that kind of, let's say off the back and, and in the pocket, so to speak. And now you can just focus on the rest of the season here and, and really, you know, set himself up for a good finish to this year. And like you say, you know, whether or not he comes back next year with another year of eligibility or not, we'll, we'll find out, but uh, great for him. And uh, that's what you want to see with these guys as they continue to work towards those opportunities. Uh, Smokers, as mentioned, you know, a busy month on the road and, and a busy second half on the road as well uh, here in the BCHL. They played the least amount of road games in the BCHL with just 12 road games have the smoke here. So, uh, Obviously, that tells you what a, what a heavy second half that they have. They have 14 road games to play in the second half. And, you know, so far, 4-7, 0-1 um, on the road this year. Obviously, uh, uh, you want to be good both home and away. Um, they've been good at home this year, and hopefully they can try and translate that onto uh, visiting Barnes. And, and that starts, you know, with West K and then furthermore in Langley, a team that, you know, you don't see very often, the team that, you know, you don't want to go in and underestimate. No, you know, the Langley's again in the standings wise, not doing too great right now. But, you know, you look at the stats, they have one of the top goal scorers, one of the top higher goal scorers in, in the league and, and Levy. And I think that's how you say his name and um, some other guys that can put the puck in the net. And if they can get some good goaltending, that's that's all it takes is, you know, that they, they're going to be. Uh, you know, targeting that smoke eaters game, I'm sure is a top one of the, you know, teams that are above 500 coming in to face them. And that's what, if you're at the bottom of the standings, that's what you're looking at. Make sure you're, you know, you're putting up the the battle against those teams that are just a, ahead of you. And again, they're not in the same conference, but in the league, in the league regard. And um, I expect a good battle from Langley in that game. You cannot, you know, you're going to go to West K the, the night before and then make that trip. They're going to look to take advantage of it. And you're going to have to have those legs going to, to, get what should be two points, but nothing's a for sure thing in this league. But um, yeah, definitely will be a good game and, and a tough road test for them to, to make that trip up to Langley or sorry, up to West K and then out to Langley and then back. So did you catch the, uh, I'm sure you did. Did you catch the Bedard goal? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was... Yeah, uh, was... Uh... He's 17, right? Yeah. Holy cow. Just took over the goal. Most goals, most points by a Canadian in, in the uh, in the tournament at 17. Um, I, I don't know if we should expect to see him back in the tournament, but holy cow, what, uh, what yeah, a ride if, he's on. If I'm on NHL team and I've got him on my roster next year and he's producing, I am not letting him go to the World Juniors <laughs> next year. Um, Which would just, like, if he's the... Yeah, he just... You, you know, you heard their announcers talking about it at the end of that game where it was like, you know, he looked tired. It was kind of, you know, it didn't look like it was going to come through. I remember one comment they made about, you know, this was payback for the for the Canada stealing one there last year with knocking that puck down on the goal line. Like they just weren't, weren't going to get one in overtime or in the shootout. And yeah. for him just to take that puck on that second effort after his first miss there and just be all right, we're going to end it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, just... it looked like a video game. It's just, you know, right stick bang, bang, bang in the back of the net and see you later. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. You know, you saw some of the interviews that have come out and he's just saying, you know, well, I didn't have an option to score on a shot. So I figured I might as well go to the net. And he just, just danced around uh, the, the Slovakia players and, you know, credit to Slovakia on a, on a great game, but oh. what a goal that was. Well, and what an effort by that goaltender. The story for that, for that Slovakian goaltender coming in as the third guy added to the roster and his play as well as he did. And to take mm-hmm. that team so far against Canada there in that, in that uh, quarterfinal, um, you know, I'm sure well, that's not the last we'll hear of, hear of him, but uh, you could just see the heartbreak as the Slovaks didn't, you know, the, the two defensemen and the goaltender just didn't want to leave the crease there at the end as, as after Canada scored. And, um, but wow, the uh, Bedard is a talent and, one really bad NHL team is going to get the <laughs> be lucky to get him uh, come this year. Well, and I, I just bring it up just obviously world juniors is, is, a, is a hot topic right now, but uh, you know, talk about, you know, that one's being added to the list of, you know, great Canadian overtime goals. And, you know, among that list, Kent Johnson, obviously last year, or I guess in the summer, I guess in the, in the world juniors, finally getting his, his breakthrough in the world juniors and scoring the golden goal in overtime in the, in the gold medal game. Um, yeah, just. That wasn't you know, a bad goal either. Yeah, that was, that wasn't bad. You know, he didn't pull off a Michigan in the, in the, uh, in the world juniors or anything either. But, um, it's funny because both Bedard and Fantilli both tried that in the first game that they ended up losing. Uh it's just, you know, it's fine. And, then got, those, called, those little and things. then got called out on it quite a bit by their own teammates, too. But uh, you know, I think it, it was because it they lost. I think if they yeah. win those games, no one no one thinks otherwise of it. Yeah. But, you know, you lose those games and you start fine tuning and, and nitpicking every every other opportunity that, you know, maybe you shouldn't have gone with a skill play. Right. Yeah, I, I'm you know what? I'm perfectly I'm I'm. It's taken me a while to become okay with some of the stuff that these guys are trying. You know, let's call it the Zegris era of like stick magic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. It it does it the only thing is is there's a right time and place. And if it's not a matter of did you score, didn't you score? It's was that the best opportunity, best play at the time? Did you make the correct decision? I don't think either one of those were bad decisions by those guys on the two that they missed. Um, but of course you know, that's what gets identified is like, well, is that the best play? I don't think it was the worst play or the worst option at that time. And either one of them, if you look at them, but I'm okay with it. I like seeing the skill. I'm amazed by it. I can't believe just watching him warm ups, what some of these guys can do with, oh. with the puck and stuff. It's, it's phenomenal now at, at, you know, even at the, at this level, the, the junior B and junior A level, some of the stuff that these guys can do with the puck is amazing. 
even below that, I'm watching my kid do some of the kids that my kid plays with at, what is it, U11, are already practicing <laughs> these things and doing them. Like, I couldn't do that at the end of my hockey playing career, and they're doing them at U11. So it is what it, it is, I guess. The game's got to change. If it makes you feel any better, I couldn't do any of those at any point in my hockey career. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why we sit the in the trend. booth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> continuing with that trend, going, kind of going through, uh, you know, World Juniors, Kent Johnson, just segueing all the way through uh, to another alumnus in Jake Lucini scoring his first NHL goal the other night. Um, I know we're recording this on a Tuesday, but um, no, no one's going to hear it. But Kent Johnson will play. Jake Lucini tonight, Ottawa versus Columbus. So two Smoky Deers alumnus going at it, or I guess two, uh, the plural, so two Smoky Deers alumni uh, battling it out tonight in uh, in the NHL. So that'll be that'll be a cool watch for sure. Yeah, great for great for Jake too. You know, it, uh, he was a you know a bit of a fan favorite when he played there, of course, and and you know for him to continue on and he's battled. He's you know he's been around and and really put in his dues to get his opportunity in the NHL. His first game not coming too long ago, and now getting his first goal. Um, you know, fantastic to see and and to follow him uh, through that process. And and I think uh, when he got his even when he got his first game, when they showed uh, in the dressing room afterwards, you know, even the coach and, and the players were very appreciative of the effort that he's put in to get to where he's at, to get that opportunity and to get rewarded now with a goal. And, you know, just going to the front of the net. Good things happen when you get to the front of the net and he gets there and he bangs one in. And, um, you know, great to see that stuff come across the news feed. I know he's one of uh, one of Dallas Calvin's good friends. So I know he was he was excited about that one as well. So. Um, just to, you know, just more, more of those connections that, you know, obviously they played together here in, in trail. So, um, just, it, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see, um, and, uh, you know, all the best to, to Jake as he continues on in his, uh, in his NHL career. And, you know, again, the way he's played, he was very close at, at coming out of main camp for Ottawa at making that roster. And they told him he'll be the first guy called up. Well, he's, he's, he's made his, made his mark here on his call up and it'd be, hard to send him down uh, just looking at the numbers and, and the way he's played. Yeah. You know, and a great opportunity opportunity for him with a team like Ottawa, that's in that, you know, they're, they're looking at a team that's really rebuilding right now and has got a lot of top player, a lot of top prospects and opportunities there. And um, for him to find a, find a way into that lineup and to continue to battle and work hard, like you say, what more can you, can you ask for, for a guy that, uh, you know, there's been battling for as long as he has to get those opportunities. Well, I think that does it on just some of our extra news. As mentioned, you know, keep an eye on the BCHL trade deadline. It is January 10th. Uh, so, again, the possibility for a couple moves. Not or sure just pickups. Not sure there will be anybody. Or pickups, exactly. There's there's the chance that there's, um, you know, you could make a couple moves. It's your last opportunity to, to push before the uh, before the postseason. So, keep an eye on that. I know there was already saw one move between West Kelowna and, uh, and Powell River today. So, Yep. You know, we'll uh, keep an eye on that as well, but uh, encourage everyone obviously catch both games here this weekend on Hockey TV and on the Smoke Eaters. Next are 7 o'clock from Royal LePage Place in West Kelowna on Friday night, and then it's a 7.15 start time in Langley on Saturday before the Smoke return home to play that big game against Penticton. Um, should be some, some good hockey this weekend, and uh, hopefully the Smoke can kick off an uh, you know, another win streak here with two big games on the road. Yeah, I think the big thing is to get get on the road, get these two games, you know, have the guys working hard on the road and, and be prepared to come back for what will be a big game against Penticton um, at home. And, 
I mentioned with, with the limited home games that they've got on the schedule in the next little while here, um, making the most of it and, and, and putting the best effort forward they can on, on home ice here in front of a what should be a big crowd at Kaminko uh, for that Penticton game. Sorry, my squirrel moment. We're obviously, practice is going on right now, and, uh, and Dustin Corlex just tripped up Rhett Hamilton in practice. So, uh, And then he tried to knock down the puck with a high stick. So, um, well well removed from his playing days, but he, he's out there. He's playing the reps. He's, he's playing the position. Love to give Dustin a shout-out. It's, it's always a great time. Um, yeah, as you said, should be a fun weekend of hockey. Encourage everyone to, to tune in and uh, you know take part uh, in the – in the broadcast, you have that obviously that option on, on Mixer to, to chime in and chat during the game. I encourage everyone to do just that. Uh, I want to thank Rob for, for joining me again here on the Smoke Show podcast. Parsons uh, for making time before practice. And for you, the listener, for tuning in to this episode of the Smoke Show podcast, powered by Kaskar Kia. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks as we preview the BCHL All-Star team and the last run of games for the Smoke Eaters. Thanks for listening. The Smoke Show was produced at Trail Smoke Eaters Hockey. Hosting and research, Ben Phillips. Co-host, Rob Squires. Produced by Jeff Fontes. Theme music by Jason Shaw. Check out Trail Smoke Eaters on social media at BCHL Smoke Eaters. For everything Trail Smoke Eaters, head to trailsmokeeaters.com.